What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Only an American. This podcast is designed for intermediate and advanced English learners who want to improve their comprehension and vocabulary skills through natural conversations utilizing American English and slang. Today, it's just going to be Alex and I. We're talking about hunting. It's uh, September 9th here in the States, and it is officially hunting season. Um, it's, it's archery elk. So, uh, I want to talk about this because I've noticed over the last 10 years or so that there's kind of been a stigma developed around hunting. And maybe it's just because I lived in Colorado and a lot of people are kind of against it in the major cities. No. Um, what do you think? I think there's a stigma everywhere. Um, you know, like within pockets of major cities, there's a stigma. It, when you leave those major cities, I think it's socially acceptable in 99.9% of rural areas. Um, the, uh, and there are some stigmas that I agree with and some that I don't agree with. So there were times, um, and John, you know who I'm talking about, but we knew people that would go to basically like ranches where animals were fenced in. And they would have a guy bring them right up to the animal. They would shoot the animal, go process it, get it mounted. And then it was some trophy in their house. And it was not hunting to me. And you and I actually got invited on one of those hunts. And a lot of people would be real excited about that kind of stuff. And I was until I figured out what the hunt was. And then I immediately refused to go. Right. But that's, in my opinion, that's not hunting. That's killing that's yeah that's, that's no different than you know a slaughterhouse with with cattle well you're gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings saying that kind of stuff because there's guys that like they base their entire manliness off of doing that kind of fucking hunting well you know, I, I get it because and i know a lot of people like this um and i'm not dogging them or anything like i think you know people should do whatever the fuck they want to do but at the same time there is a major difference between going out there and killing a bighorn sheep that's in a high fenced ranch versus spending two weeks in the back country of the mountains yeah, tracking a bighorn sheep tracking a bighorn sheep at 14,000 feet yeah there's a huge difference yeah yeah and i just i'm not saying it's wrong or that it should be against the law or something like that because anybody that eats meat i hate to break it to you that animal was killed before you ate it. It yeah. was a live animal, and then it got killed, and then it got processed, got put in a nice little packaging, brought to the store. You paid money for it. It was a living animal at one point, right? So at least these animals got you know, to be on a nice big ranch where they were fed good food because they wanted to taste good. Right. Um, so that brings up a point of mine. Um so a lot of people say, and I bring this back to Colorado because I've met so many anti-hunters that as soon as I bring up hunting and that I, that's something I do, um, they immediately like write me off. They're like, oh, you're a terrible what? person. Oh yeah. Many, many times in Colorado. And um, to the point where I, I got kind of uh gun shy in a way of talking about hunting especially because i'm always marking myself from a business aspect 
yeah. and I don't want people to just write me off because that's losing dollars, you know? And uh, a lot of them bring up the point that, you know, in today's day and age, like meat is so accessible. You can just go to the store and buy it. Like you don't need to go out and kill an animal. What do you think about that? Hormone induced meat that, you know, an animal was left in poor conditions. And well, even if you're talking mass slaughtered. Yeah. Which is, you know, 80 to 90% of the, the farms that, you know, meat processing facilities, but even if you're talking from a, a purely like um, grass-fed, free-roam animal, what is the kind of? I don't understand the men- the mentality of of people like that. To me, I I guess it would just fall into laziness or complacency or something along those lines. Because you're willing to eat the animal, but you're not willing to do all of the hard work of tracking, planning. Well, I guess it would be planning, tracking, getting on the animal, taking the shot, dragging the animal out, processing, uh, doing all your own butchering, storing. Like that is a lot of work. Yeah. Right. There, there is so much that goes into hunting that people don't understand. And yeah, you could go to the store and somebody has done all of that for you. Um, but that's to me, it just comes down to laziness because if you're willing to buy it at the store and eat it, you should have no problems with somebody doing all of the other things because somebody did do that. Well, not to that extent, but they, they raised the animal, they fed and took care of the animal, transported the animal to a slaughterhouse, the slaughterhouse killed and processed the animal. Then it got shipped to a store and the store people unloaded it off the truck, put it out, you know, did all of this work. There was like 15 different, if not more, 15 different hands that that meat passed through before you got it. You're okay with all of those people doing it, but you're not okay with somebody going out and doing the entire process by themselves. Yeah, and that's and this is always a point I bring up too, is a lot of the people I've come in contact to with that are like that, they, one of their ethical or points of being of hunting being on unethical is that. I'm sick because I want to go kill an animal. Well, the thing is like, I don't want, like I don't enjoy the killing the animal aspect. Like, I still feel remorse. I still feel empathy for the animal. I try to make it as you know, quick as possible. But the thing that's so intriguing about hunting to me is the experience. Like it is such a challenging experience. You know, it takes a lot of planning you plan to where you're going to go. You plan the terrain, the equipment you're going to have to bring, how long you're going to be out there. You plan, you track, you try to find exactly where, you know, they're most likely to be. Cause it's not like you're just walking out into a high fence farm. Like there's yeah. hundreds of thousands of acres, millions of acres, and they live in a small pocket of that acreage. So, it's just such a challenging thing and it's such an emotional roller coaster that I think a lot of people that haven't experienced it just think you're just walking out there and you're shooting an animal. What's and your, what's your favorite part of the process? My favorite part is, um, it's honestly the camaraderie of it. It's like the experience. And I think, I think there's something to be said about relationships and friendships formed um, through adversity, 
like through going through something hard together. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends, I, I enjoy more taking friends out that haven't hunted in the past than I do hunting myself now. And it's because I, they're seeing it for the first time. They're doing it. They're putting in the hard work and we're like sucking together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's always something I've enjoyed about it. Um, and then on the backside, I have meat for months, if not the entire year. Yeah, that's a huge bonus. Yeah. So, and, and for people, so this goes into one of my next questions. Can you explain the difference and your preference on, on wild game meat and store-bought meat? Oh, absolutely. You know, store-bought meat, unless it's, well, even if, okay, let's take store-bought meat that's completely free-range grass-fed. Well, even that grass is altered in a manner due to pesticides, due to whatever. Fertilizers. Fertilizers, exactly. Their, their free, their ability to move around is limited because they're in a fenced compartment. Even if they're not in like a stall with other animals, they can't become an athlete. Yeah, they're not traveling. They're not traveling. Not even close to the distance that a wild animal is traveling. And I, I always bring up elk in particular because that's my favorite um, source of meat. And they are athletes, man. Like they, the food they eat is much better. It's not, it's never a pesticide or, um, you know, fertilizer or anything like this has never been introduced to it. It's completely uh, wild and it's grown on the mountain. And also these animals are climbing mountains every single day. They walk on average like 10 miles to a water source every single day. Yeah. They are always moving. If you, if you've ever hunted and you've spooked up an elk um and watched it climb a mountain, it's it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, There's, they can like, cover distance fast. They disappear. Yeah. yeah. A 1200-pound animal will just disappear. Yeah. Yeah, so um what to you makes like a good hunting partner you talked about the camaraderie that's like one of your favorite parts is like going out and experiencing this adversity like what to you makes like a good partner and a good hunter somebody that like you want to go out and hunt with yeah um the biggest thing is embracing the challenging aspect of hunting and um kind of you're gonna get cold you're gonna get rained on you might get snowed on it's gonna be uncomfortable you, you're going to sleep out there it's going to be windy there's going to be bears in the area like it's just an uncomfortable um, experience physically yeah. and i think someone that's not equipped with that ability or experience to lean back on to get through that um it causes a lot of problems in a hunt but if i can take somebody that's willing to walk a lot willing to eat a little bit of food because you can't carry much on you because it gets so heavy, you know, um, you prioritize water over food all day, willing to be uncomfortable temperature wise. And they just enjoy genuinely being in the outdoors. You can make them a good hunter. Like you can teach them about wind and how the animals can smell. You can teach them about tracking animals. Um, so to answer your question, uh, what makes it a good hunter is someone that's, um, 
comfortable being in the outdoors and comfortable being away from civilization because you know you might be 10 15 20 miles away from your truck yeah um, which your truck might be an hour two hour drive away from civilization so you are out there and for a lot of people that have never experienced it it can be pretty daunting what um if you could tell us one of your experiences or your first experience of processing because that, I think, for a lot of people, especially people that haven't done it before, that's got to be one of the worst parts. I think that deters more people than anything once they start learning about hunting. Is they're like, wait a minute, I have to gut this animal. I have to skin this animal. Like, I've got to do all this stuff that's gross. Um, you know, like, I just don't feel comfortable reaching inside something. So can you give us, do you remember your first experience? Oh yeah, very well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so can you, can you tell us that story and then just kind of tell us like what your feelings were then and if they've changed since? Yeah. Um, I, I prepared quite a bit. I'll, so I'll give some backstory on the actual hunt. It was in Tennessee. Um, and I would go around when I first moved out to Tennessee and for you guys that don't know, the Eastern part of the United States is pretty much all private land. So you're not just able to go out and hunt anywhere. Um, so I started knocking on doors and I met this lady named Miss B and she's this, uh, older woman, um, no family, no kids. She's out there in the middle of nowhere and she happens to have 300 acres (laughs) of prime deer hunting land. So I started doing some work for her. Um, you know, working around the farm and everything. And then she finally brings up, she's like, Hey, do you want a deer hunt here? And that was my goal. It's just like, um, I've always been, well, that was my goal. Cause I wanted to get into it. Like I, I have not grown up hunting and I always thought the, um, the thought of procuring my own food and feeding myself instead of being reliant on some sort of system has been a necessary skill that I need to learn. So I wanted to go deer hunting and, uh, I didn't have any friends out there at the point at the time that hunted because I just moved out there. Um, and I was so eager to do it. I bought a bow. I started practicing, got good at shooting archery and, uh, cause archery season opens before rifle season. So I can hunt earlier if I hunt archery. And I, uh, I get into it, you know, I, I make my fair share of mistakes throughout the season. I finally get a shot. It's a small buck. Um, but I get him and I, I shoot him and everything I've read says, you know, wait at like at least 45 minutes to an hour, depending on where you shot him. I was like, well, I think I got him pretty good. So I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, and I'm waiting just anxious as fuck. Yeah. You want to go see it? Oh, I want to go find it. Like whatever. Well, uh, I think I ended up waiting like 20 minutes because I was like, oh, it's a good shot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he gets up and takes off running again. And that's bad because it makes it really hard to find. And the way you find him is find a blood trail. And dude, I felt this like sickening feeling. Like that is the worst possible feeling knowing you wounded an animal but didn't clear it, clean it, kill it cleanly. And uh, man, I just like started second guessing like everything I did regarding hunting you know and i i wait extra time uh make sure he expires 
and I'm walking around trying to find him. Like blood trail goes dry. It's it's getting hot at this point, and I I look up and I see vultures circling about 200 yards away from me. So I'm like, I want to go check on what those motherfuckers are looking yeah, at. Yeah. So I walk over there. They got a better view than you. <laughs> they got a better view for, for sure. And uh, I ended up finding him. Um, he was dead. It, it ended up being a pretty decent shot. Just uh, he must have laid down and clogged the wound, whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm out here by myself. I've never cleaned an animal. I now have to process this animal did you just not think that far ahead or did no you? i did okay so this is what i did before i went out i had a laptop <laughs> <laughs> that you brought with you that i left in my truck okay and um i before i had left i downloaded a video on youtube describing how to process a deer <laughs> <laughs> so i found the animal i marked it uh with like a piece of orange tape or something like that and i walked all the way back to my truck and i i'm bumping through the woods i'm driving up like going over stuff um because so I'm, I'm new i can how am i gonna get this deer to the truck you know yeah <laughs> and uh, i finally get there um i set the laptop on the bed of my truck and like go frame by frame on like where to cut like how to process this deer yeah. using the youtube video that i downloaded oh that's so funny <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's my first experience. Um, what was your feeling like? Oh man! Of you know, like first having to cut into the animal. Like, what kind of things were there? Were there outside of just doing it wrong? Were there, were there other emotions going on? Were you? Um, I I know that like the first time I you know processed or helped my dad process an animal. I was really young and it, so it was like a super emotional thing for me. Um, and then like trying to, at least you were by yourself. So like, if you did feel emotional, like you could at least show that I felt like I couldn't show that emotion Yeah. when, when I was a kid, cause my dad was there and he had processed a bunch of deers in his life. I'd never processed anything or cut into anything like that. You know, t just a little bit ago I was watching that deer run and now I'm taking a knife to it. So that was like a weird feeling for me. And it was like super emotional for me. Um, like a scary feeling. Like I didn't, at first I didn't want to do it. Right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, especially as a child, you know, um, I don't know how old you were when that happened. I probably, I couldn't have been older than like eight. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a kid. Um, That'd be a daunting task. And I was an adult and I was feeling, wow, a range of emotions. I was feeling uh, guilt. I was feeling empathy. I was feeling excitement that I accomplished something. I was feeling fear of doing it wrong. I was feeling anxiety. I was I was grossed out, like all like a complete smorgasbord <laughs> a of emotions. Huge roller yeah. coaster. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I, I ended up, getting it i took as much meat as i possibly could um and then i remember when i started eating the meat like i felt like i had such a responsibility to use that meat responsibly yeah and not i wasn't gonna let the meat go bad you know i yeah. wasn't gonna throw any meat out i wasn't gonna you know give any to the dogs 
That's so okay. funny because I, in my day-to-day life, I can tell you I waste so much meat. Because I'll go to the store and we'll we'll buy a bunch of, of ground beef, we'll buy some steaks, whatever. And I'll make sure that like my good steaks are still good. But then you got like your ground beef and you just kind of throw that in the fridge. And this literally happened today where we had gone shopping like two weeks ago and then just went shopping again. And so I knew that I bought ground beef this last time that we went shopping, but I forgot that I bought ground beef the time before. So when I went into the meat drawer of the fridge to pull out ground beef, there was an entire thing, two pounds of ground beef, totally wasted. I just threw it away. Wow. And it's like, if I would have had more, more responsibility or like felt more responsibility to the animal, like, like you did, I would have taken way better care of that meat and not been wasteful with it. And so there's like that whole aspect of it too. Like hunters are stewards of both the animal and the habitat. Like if you go out and, or if you go hunting with somebody and they're littering or they're being disrespectful to nature, like they are not a hunter. They're no, a fucking no. dirtbag. Yeah, exactly. There, right? And there's, there's bad apples in every bunch. Like there's people that do that. Yeah. For sure. And you should call them out when you see yeah. it too. Um, but yeah, there's people that hunt animals, one, preserve nature, or most of them try their best to preserve nature, and they try their best to respect the animal. Everybody wants a clean kill. Nobody wants to see an animal suffer. Um, you know, and everybody wants to use as much of that animal as physically possible. Um, and so to all the people that that think that hunters are sickos or that they're weirdos or like it's wrong to hunt or whatever i say just the opposite i say you know you should be more of a steward rather than just seeing a piece of steak at the grocery store it should mean more to you because it was a living animal but you don't see that right there's a disconnect yeah there's a huge disconnect yeah no i i completely agree i I can say it any better i think um there's just a a big stigma around it uh because people because that disconnect exists and uh, a lot of people haven't experienced it so they tend to form opinions on stuff that they don't necessarily understand understand. yeah 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 that's a good way to put it um when you're on a hunt and you've been tracking for a long time or you've been out for a week or two and you get to the point where you're on the animal you've you've put yourself in good positioning all you have to do is make the shot what's in your head it it honestly depends there's situations where it happens a lot faster and you don't have as much time to think usually with archery yeah. Um, which is my favorite because it's so challenging. You really feel like you earned it. Um, but usually with rifle, you have a lot more time. And a lot of times with rifle, I will, um, I'll think about it more, you know, and it's, it's not easy to take a life of a, a large animal. So especially if you've been watching it for a while, um, 
there's there's that range of emotions again like you're so excited that you've put yourself into this position to have a successful hunt but at the same time you are taking a life and that's not something to be taken lightly and you feel a lot of empathy um i sometimes feel sadness you know uh especially afterward i always i always feel sad but um sad for the animal thankful for the animal but also excited for the the completion of the hunt so it, it's always it's so hard to sum it up in into one emotion it's more of a a range kind of a roller coaster of emotions yeah. you know there's so many thoughts that go through your head have you ever gotten buck fever and Not, those who don't know you can explain it yeah so buck fever is um it's basically experiencing that range of emotions for the first time and you're so excited that you shake uncontrollably and your heart is pumping a million miles an hour um and you're just having a hard time controlling your emotions physiologically um i have felt it but it hasn't impeded my performance okay so i've never like froze or been so shaky that i'm unable to take the shot but i've definitely felt the rush of adrenaline and excitement yeah yeah, I can say that when I was a kid, I had gotten it to the point where it didn't stop me from taking the shot I just missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I that's super common. Um, and I've definitely missed before. Um, I don't know if it was due to buck fever, bad angle, just fucked up yeah, my shot, so whatever. Like, that's that's a whole another podcast shooting. Yeah. Oh, so many variables. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, we could go on and on and on about proper shooting and and even when you do everything right you can still miss right so so um i just wanted to you know touch on it because that's something that i've been thinking about a lot lately especially you know leaving colorado uh is kind of the stigma and how it came to be with regards to hunting um but that's that's all i got for today yeah cool glad we get to have this conversation yeah, man. Now I want to go hunting. I've never <laughs> shot archery. So, we'll get into it. Yeah, we've got to do it. We've got to go. For sure. I got the bow ready for you to go. All right, let's do it. All, All right, right man. Take care, guys. Bye.